All right, what is going on? What's growing on, Scotty? Scotty, this is Grow Talk, actually, kind of featuring an article here out of the DGC Guides. Yeah, this is full on Grow Talk, thanks to Chad Westport. This is about bricks, and I have been wondering about bricks for a long time. I've had just a little fraction of an understanding of it, and uh, this is great. This was great information, man. I'm super psyched. Just got Guru and I talking, and I think we might be able to understand bricks, brother. Yeah, I can give a quick, not definition, but something to start the conversation here from Chad Westport. Guys, if you need to find the DTC guides, go to dogrowth.com. Right on the homepage, top navigation, you'll find some of these choice articles when you click on DTC guides. Hey, I got to say, man, let's take yeah. a second and smoke smoke for Chad Westport. What a badass DGC, man. Respect, amigo. Uh, in a single sentence, Hybrix levels will improve the flavor, nutrition, and shelf life of the produce as well as potential IPM, Integrated Pest Management. And I inhaled you, extra. Bricks is a measurement of soluble <laughs> solids in the sap of a plant. Most commonly, bricks is thought of as sugars, but it's really a measurement of sugars, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and other solids. Just to just to throw that out there. That's well, that's what sap is, right? Like, dude, once we started talking like about blood. This. It made sense. I started Guru and I were bullshitting. And at the end of it, with Chad's guidance here, it starts making sense. You know, bricks is the fluid. It's the, I'm thinking like maple syrup. You know, it's it's all that, uh, uh, it's everything that is the sugars, the solids, everything that's in that plant other than water. And water is clear. All that other stuff is not clear. That's why you use the. Or not that it's not clear. All that other stuff changes the way that light will pass through ah. water in a known way. That's why it's a refractometer, huh? Yep, it is. It's measuring the amount of refraction um, that goes on. We're yeah, getting, we're, we're ahead. getting ahead of ourselves, man. All right, man. You you well, narrate, well, dude. I'm just. Well, I wanted to bring in how do we achieve uh, through plant nutrition? I'm curious as a cannabis grower. Why should I care about this? I've never had a bricks meter. I've never gotten a sap out of my plant if you will, but in a commercial agriculture, it's extremely important. They sell well, refractometers well, to measure this. But it's, it's extremely important here. We just don't get into it. You know, I mean, it's the it's the overall health of a plant. It's, you know, that that's really what it's a measurement of. It's a measurement of how much nutrition is in that plant tissue. It, or, is, yes. You know, when you walk into a grow room and, and you're just like, wow, it is dialed in here. Like yes. these plants look balling. Yep. Uh, this is the science behind the bro science of that feeling when you walk into a room and you're like, wow, everything here is like perfect going on right now. The leaves are praying. Yep. The right amount of light. The environment's all good. The nutrients are all good. Like this is uh, a way to measure like how dialed you are in your grow, kind of. Yes, absolutely, man. That's, and that's, I think it's also a little bro science of why people say, oh, I love organics better because it's easy to, easier to achieve high bricks and organics than it is synthetics because bricks has everything's got to be balanced. Yeah, it's saying here that bricks levels, I like how they tie it into IPM. Higher bricks levels have also been associated with plant health and potential IPM benefits. And I now, thought that was just because that you grew a stronger plant, plant you know, bugs didn't want to fuck with it. 
Guru was explaining to me, and Guru, I'll try to explain it in the real layman's terms, but bricks is sugars. And sugars get converted into alcohol, right? Isn't that how they make uh, booze so, and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it, hit it, Guru. Hit using, it. using yeast in that case, but uh, in like an insect's digestive system, right. most like uh, sap-sucking insects, they don't like a ton of sugar. If there's excess sugar in there, their body doesn't really know what to do with it, and it ends up fermenting into alcohol that they cannot digest, and it ends up killing killing them. So most leaf uh, like sap sucking insects will just avoid a high bricks plant. Um, and that's that's follows in line with the a healthier plant or a really healthy plant just doesn't really get attacked by bugs. It's because it is literally killing them and through a simple uh, metabolic pathway like that. Dropping signs like Galileo dropped an orange. <laughs> um, he threw me off with the Beastie Boys there. The Beastie like Boys, like yeah. It. There you go. Oh, I think that was Paul's Boutique maybe. That's right. That was the one. That was the one, brother. All right. Uh, we have a, how do, how do you increase? We got to shout out to MCA now, man. Sorry. No worries. No worries. Again, from Chad Westport here, it says to the chagrin of those that do CrossFit, I mean, grow organically. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Just stop. That is fucking brilliant. We're bullshitting about that. And uh, Warehouse Kyle goes, I know exactly what that means. How everyone that does CrossFit fucking will tell you how they do CrossFit. They put it on their cars with bumper stickers. They got shirts that's, you know, clothes that say it. And that's kind of how people are with organics, right? You're my brother-in-law. Like, my bro brother-in-law, I guess, yeah, that would be my, my wife's brother, correct? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He's into it. And him and his wife, they're both into it. And it is like a lifestyle for me. They're fit. You know what? If you want to be into some, at least that's sure. a cool hobby for your being. But we're, we're sitting there on a family vacation and we're in Park, Colorado. And what, like, what are they doing? They're sitting in front of this TV and they're watching a CrossFit competition go on. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, don't <laughs> I thought they were going to be doing CrossFit. I was like, you can't make fun of them for staying in shape, but they're watching it on TV, a competition. Is it still That's really hip CrossFit? That is. I know it was was pretty trendy, but I don't know if it's still super trendy. And you asked me why I don't watch TV. I don't All know. All right, let's get, <laughs> let's get back to bricks. So the chagrin of those that do CrossFit, I mean, growing organically, seemingly that is one of the best ways to get plants to have higher bricks levels by focusing on soils that are rich in organic matter, beneficial bacteria, and fungi. Over time, you can raise these levels naturally. And then we kind of preach that on the show, right? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But it's, you know, you can do it being your own chemist or the, yeah, you're absolutely right. We do. Let the microbes feed the plants, load the, the soil up with nutrients and let the microbes feed. I think that's the idea. That's definitely the idea behind organics. And that's why you keep a plant in such balance and why you can achieve this bricks. Bricks is just a sign of health, right? Can we talk about nutrition wise? Can we say like, is there, are we, are we making a statement that if you're growing, it sounds like this is leaning towards with Chad's article here, that growing organically is going to give you higher bricks levels because. It's not higher. It's easier to achieve because you're, you're letting the soil do the work. You're letting the plant pull the nutrients. And out. all of the work is done up front too, where you're building a balanced soil mix that has everything in there and the right proportions and available to the plant that it needs. You have all the microbiology in the soil that is helping achieve that. Um, it's getting the right amount of aminos, calcium and magnesium are in the right ratio. Right. It's just a lot easier to pre-plan sure. and do that all in building a balanced soil than it is to uh, be on top of that all the time and like pushing a it on in there. like uh, pushing it on it mm -hmm. in like a hydroponics type situation, just where uh, 
chemistry it, for all those ions in water gets really complicated and trying to have everything always in the right proportion while the plant is pulling stuff out and you're putting new stuff in, it's kind of hard to do. Um, but not to say that it's not a, you're not able to achieve a high bricks like garden um, with, with using synthetic nutrients. Of course, there are yeah. tons of strawberry growers out there that crush it and have Beautiful. as good strawberries as the organic ones. But I know when I'm in the grocery store, if I'm looking at strawberries, I know much more likely is the organic ones are going to taste a lot better than the synthetic ones. Wow. Unless you're at like a farmer's market and it's and they're telling you that like these weren't growing organically, but they are really good and they are a really good strawberry. Now grower, what? So it turned out. Well, hang on. Right, go you, ahead. Go I, ahead. Yeah, not really though. And that's a perfect example of when you get good organic and good, yeah, what do we call it? Mineral based or non-organic. Um, you can catch, I'll go, I buy strawberries every week. And sometimes you'll find when they really nailed it. Maybe the weather was perfect and the, and the non-organic strawberries are just blowing up. They're so sweet. They're just amazing. And uh, the organic strawberries pretty steadily. But uh, so a lot of times you'll find the non-organic ones uh, that are just, just as good or almost as good. And then you'll go the next week and they'll be shit. Like my wife went to the store this week. She bought strawberries. They were shit. Sugar okay. water. Yeah, Where's I buy the good ones because I care about how it tastes. All right, man. Or, organic strawberries here in in Vancouver, British Columbia, at, are twelve ninety nine <laughs> for like the for the organic. Um, we're out of season now, of course. Uh, when they're in season, the shit's just everywhere. Well, you but, live in Venezuela, man. Uh, I mean, I'm just raising the question. I mean, why is it because these were a lot more expensive to grow and maintain? because they can't use certain pesticides maybe is what it is. And that costs them more to maintain that crop because the ones that are non-organic are half the price. We're getting a non-organics factory fucking farmed, man. You know, okay. I, I, I think organic, you know, non-organic, you could have giant, I, I don't even know, Guru, do you know how they make, so, uh, how mean, they grow strawberries? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I know how they grow strawberries. Uh, economies for like uh, supply and demand and the price for the consumer right. of strawberries is okay. always going to, that is a more complicated True. equation than just like the organic, I mean, organic is uh, generally going to be a much more intensive type of farming that you have to do. It takes more manual labor from people because they're going through and weeding instead of using glyphosate. There, there's just Huge. lots of other things that uh, stack on cost, but doing something that is sustainable for the environment and has a better end product from it, like it's a, it's a balancing trade-off and people will pay a premium for that. Um, especially in today's like health crazed world and everything, and not saying that's a bad thing. But yeah, once you say glyphosate, pe man, people will pay a premium for something organic like that, and especially when they go to the store and they get it and it tastes better than the other one that they had normally gotten. It's, right, it turns into like you basically want to do that, or if you're next leveling, you grow your own of stuff. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't grow enough strawberries, man. But it's bothersome when you think about it because weeds. I, I run a bamboo nursery, and you could pay people just thank God now the bamboo the leaves after a while suppress the the leaves the weeds. But unbelievable how much maintenance there is to weeding a crop. It's a full time yeah. job for someone for like a. Fairly a small shitty, farm. A shitty job, too. From Anyway, we're getting off subject. Dude, I got to ask. Your bowl was smoking like you had a hash top. Do you have a hash top bowl? I do not. I do not. I no, have it my like, uh It, it my didn't flower. look like it was extinguishing. It caught, it, my flower caught on fire for a second. It's always a good sign when your flower catches on fire from the, the nice dang sounds, turps on it. Sounds like a Ben Harper song, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, back to the bricks. Um, 
it, in this article, Chad Westport is explaining, hey, uh, availability of calcium is super important. Availability of your phosphates, right, which is phosphorus, I believe. Um, it, and basically sounding like if you have this relationship with the microbes and your food being available, you're probably going to succeed in having a high bricks level if you have good plant nutrition. It's just a sign that everything's dialed, man. And this is kind of cool because when you think everything's dialed, you can get one of these refractometers, smush a little bit. What do you, you smush a little bit? I think it's, you're pushing the sap out of the juice out. I think it's out of the leaf maybe. So it kind of depends. Um, for something like grapes, which is the main thing that refractometers are used for, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you, I mean, you're eating the, the fruit of it, the, the actual grape. You measure the bricks out of the grape, and it's a good way to judge like when it's ready to be harvested. With cannabis, it's a little bit different. Uh, we don't want to be taking the bricks of the flower. Uh, the main thing is like vascular tissue. Um, so like mm -hmm. the petiole of a leaf, uh, you can even do but a leaf. Real. But the main thing is to make sure that every time you go and take bricks, you're doing it from generally the same spot and the same type of plant material every time uh, to be able to judge like apples to apples um, with with, uh, sure. with with in terms of your brick if you wanted to like graph it out over a course over a course of time you want to do it from generally the same spot and the same type of tissue each time yeah I, I realize when he says vascular fluids you want to throw up but it really is that's the that's what what your plants are doing when they're praying that's when you got those big giant leaves that are loaded with <clears throat> that are the right color green because everything what it's the xylem and the phloem right it's the highway of nutrients going up when that's all running perfectly and you take a, a bricks meter and you test it and you get this you know you can actually measure it it's just a cool way to measure it's and and like we're talking i said quantify refract, said refractometer a couple times i'm sorry is that wrong um no oh, no 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 that's 100 oh, okay. right but like it sounds like something that would be like a special radiometer that costs 1100 gotcha. sure you can get a refractometer for 20 dollars on amazon you could get like the best one you can get for $200. So it's not an expensive, like relatively expensive piece of equipment to be able to get and use and start to get a more quantifiable idea of like the overall health of your garden. So if I wanted to say, like, I'm just building this grow and I'm ready to fucking mac it out. I want it to be on point. And uh, so if I was really wanted to quantify, uh, I go in there and I go, holy shit, they were blowing up in here, man. I don't think I could be doing any better. And then I quantify it. I take the refractometer and I'm like, hey, you know what, man, the bricks isn't all, it, you know, at least something to be desired. Maybe I got too much nitrogen in there. You know, start thinking, start thinking about it. That is. So that's one of the things too much ammoniacal nitrogen. Uh, makes plants have a lower bricks because it's using sugars at a faster rate for stuff. So, yeah, it might, might be a cool, I don't know, it's something else, another meter. It's only 20 bucks, dude. I want to cover another part <laughs> of this article here so we can have some thoughts from Chad Westport. If you will let me read two paragraphs, will you sit back and kindly take in I, the information? I was going to ask you, the reason I asked you why you smoked is because I got this Jack Herr from the dispensary. Yeah. It was the most fucking ampy weed. And I thought, I was like, oh, if dude put hash on his bowl, then he fucked up too. Because I fucked up. <laughs> Having a nice, mellow buzz talk, man, I fucked up. So, yes. I was no, listen, up. listen up, because we don't talk about foliar feeding enough uh, on the show. And this is a good point here. So, Chad says, an excellent option for feeding your plants is an effort to boost, in an effort to boost bricks levels would be foliar applications. A well-made mix can have a tremendous impact on raising bricks values in plants. Phosphates, calcium, boron, and other micronutrients can be applied as foliar sprays. Increasing phosphates in the plant through foliar sprays allows the Krebs cycle 
to transfer, well, hold on, we'll get it, to transfer more energy within the plants, which makes the plant more efficient in storing energy as sugar from the photosynthesis process. Hang well, on. What's one the Krebs second, cycle? Yeah, by the way, that's exactly what I asked Guru about an hour ago. <laughs> so it's been a while since looked into this. Um, I got it confused with the Calvin cycle and photosynthesis. The Krebs cycle is uh, a cell's way of uh, doing respiration. It's part of the respiration cycle. It's the citric acid cycle. has it's to do with it. It's, it. Yeah. I knew I would lose you guys. It's how a cell turns food into a usable energy for itself. Very more efficient. Very, very simply. So we're, we're more efficient. We're getting a little more bang for the buck when we got high bricks. Yep. With a little, little bit more bang. Or hey, we're. Uh, it's like LED lights. It is taking the like gram of energy it has and turning it into more energy than like uh, if you weren't doing that. Right. Sorry, man, I'm just bummed out about bang for the buck now. Oh, what the origin part two, of that is? Part two of foliar feeding. When a foliar feeding program is properly applied, this is interesting shit. The mineral density as well as the carbohydrates or sugars within the plant is increased. Some of these additional sugars and minerals travel down to the roots and are exudated. As or as excreted as exudates, which feed the beneficial microbes. They in turn make minerals more available to the plant, which are taken up through the roots and increase the total dissolved solids in the plant. But this I gotta process ask, explains I, I how gotta, foliar applications can increase bricks readings. Yes. I gotta ask. So that's what the xylem, because I'm just trying to figure out this stuff, man. They all talk about the xylem and the flow and band fucking highways, right? That one goes up right. and one goes down. I never really fucking understood why there was one that went back down. You're sending nutrients up. Why do you send them back down again? You send them back down because, well, because the fucking roots can't photosynthesize. It can't make sugar. So it sends it up to the nutrient, up to the leaves. Most of it goes to make leaf. Some of it goes back down into the roots, man. So it can pump them sugars to fucking attract those beneficial bacteria. And we kind of glossed over one of the main reasons that growing in like an organic uh, living soil type setup, it's easier to achieve a high bricks plant. Uh, micro microbes. microbial activity. Yep. Having yep. The, uh, a huge number of microbes in the soil and encapsulating the root zone and having those beneficial interactions and the extra buffering capacity that they have, it helps keep everything closer to being in balance, even if it's a little bit out of balance. Um, they're super important. And in like a hydroponic setup, like you can use them, but it's harder for, it's not their native environment. It's harder for them to be able to go through and do their job. And it's part of why in organic gardening, uh, it is easier to achieve high bricks. Makes sense to me. Does make sense. Uh, I have a good quote here from Dr. William Albrecht. 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 Hang on a second. That guy's fucking badass. He's the, the soil mineralization guy. He's just a guy that decided if you take a soil test, <clears throat> find out what it's missing, take those nutrients and put them back in there in the right balance, in the right amount. The minerals, he's saying, not just, not just throwing a bunch of nitrogen on there and stuff, but uh, you would build the soil to where it's a healthy soil. And then from there, you can just use uh, uh, what would it be like manures or just regenerative compost, I think is what he was saying, and just keep this soil healthy. And as the nutrients are pulled out, you're basically just pulling the fruit out. You're taking everything else and composting it. So technically, you should have a balanced soil for a very long 
time. It's a really cool soil balancing and remineralization. Uh, it was really cool. It was in the 40s, I want to say, and he got crushed by big ag. Big ag was just like, just put more ammonium on there, what, ammonium <laughs> nitrate on there. And it was really, there's a couple of him and uh, Howard, I believe. There's two really cool guys if you ever want to research, Albrecht. A-L-B-R-E-C-H-T, it says, yeah, here, regarded as a premier soil scientist of his time, said, insects and disease are symptoms of a failing crop, not the cause of it. It's not the overpowering invader we must fear, but the weakened condition of the victim. Whoa. Whoa. I'm pretty sure you can YouTube it and find a really good uh, documentary on them. I mean, I've said it over and over on this show, um, so I didn't... Like, man, why don't I? I mean, knock, knock on wood, I, I don't usually get spider mites in the indoor grow. I haven't had any issues. I'm honestly slacking on my IPM. It's winter right now, too, so I'm a little bit lazier with it. But like in the last eight years, man, ever since I've been learning more and more about microbes and using them in my growing methods, my plants are naturally healthier. So I'm not going to get pests as much. Just makes, makes sense in hindsight. I always thought, though, that it didn't fuck with the, the strong one, just like, you know, you know, I don't know, the biggest guy in the prison cell, in the, in, in the prison, you don't fuck with him too much, man. But uh, it, it's not that. It's that the the big, strong plants actually will poison them. They actually have yes. so they have too much of a good thing and will poison them. <laughs> You're reminding me when you said they don't, they don't mess with the strong guy. <laughs> and my son was intent. <laughs> you all good? I just think, yeah, I have a story after that. <laughs> He's, my son's in 10th grade, you know, and he's pretty fit. And I'm like, so we were talking about somebody getting beat up at school. And he's like, Dad, nobody's going to mess with me because I'm, you know, I'm pretty fit and in shape. I'm like, dude, just remember, anybody can whoop your ass, all right? Don't <laughs> just sit there and judge. If you're a big guy, doesn't mean that you're just, like, right. able to fight. So keep that in mind. Anybody might be able to whoop your ass. Oh, someone, someone, I've seen, like, videos on Instagram of, like, a kid in high school getting bullied like little kid and way bigger dude bullying him. That kid, the little kid was in, went to MMA gyms and literally got the guy in a flying arm bar and took him to the ground and was like, I'm going to snap your arm if you don't give up. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a wrestler in high school, so I was really, I don't know, I was fairly confident. And uh, just maybe a couple months after high school, I was smoking a joint with a girl at a party in my car and a cop knocked on with a flashlight and goes, get out had found like a half an eighth and he took me to jail two days before Christmas, man. I was like, fuck, man. I was so, and I was in there. Oh, I remember <laughs> I turned 18, like three months before. And I was like, do I have to tell him, do you, are you calling my parents? They're like, you're 18. No. It's like, all right, fuck it then. I guess I'm going to jail. But I was in there for the night and I remember I looked around at everyone. I was like, all right, none of these people is really like a physical threat to me. I was feeling fairly confident. And then two in the morning, coked up bodybuilders get thrown in the jail cell for fighting. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, yeah. So you always get, that's why I gave that shiver, man. All right, let's just say I made it out, all right? Oh, do you want to hear, uh, I have some reasons why we can, I can do a little narration again. Why should we be concerned about this as cannabis growers? Yes. Final thoughts here, if you will. Final thoughts from Chad that. says, as ornamental growers, we aren't very concerned with the taste of raw buds. Uh, we are, however, concerned with the taste that the terpenes the plant can offer. Wine grapes are known to carry many monoterpenes as well as a few sesquiter terpenes sesquiterpenes no. but this all has to do but hang on grapes and wine have very complex flavors very similar to bud no 
got to love all those polyphenols and mono and sesquiterpenes. But is is there a uh, is there a comparison to them though that you're when something has high bricks is able to develop what you like to say secondary metabolites? That's that's exactly what it is. When everything's in there in the right proportions and its metabolism is kicking and its bricks is high, it is able to. It has like a plethora. It is able and it is able to produce way more of the secondary metabolites because its primary nutrition is completely taken care of and has the full range of nutrition to be able to make all of those uh, different terpenes and flavonoids and cannabinoids and all the secondary metabolites that we are after as cannabis growers and extractors. So would you say a hybrid plant would have a plethora of metabolites? Uh, it definitely doesn't have a dearth for sure. <laughs> you got to see three amigos, man. All right. They own the word plethora. El Guapo. Chaz, it's trying to raise the levels of Burks and what and how you feel or by what and how you feed the plant offers the grower an opportunity to try something new outside of their comfort zone. Good growers are always looking for a new challenge. I like that. This also encourages the use of organics, which many people are gravitating to. So hell yeah. Yes. All right, check out these factoids, though. These are interesting. This is one I, I'm going to go right to this one because I think it's interesting. As night gets closer, the plant will send sugar down to the roots to feed the beneficial organisms. This will cause bricks levels to fall. It's important that you check your bricks levels at the same time every day to create an accurate graph of your true levels. That's very interesting. Great point there. I'm still tripping on that, that I actually understand the science now uh, behind the plant making exudates. It's not just a magic thing that happens in the roots. It's a freaking, it's a highway system. I dig, yeah? man. I... Yeah? All right. It's a tiva <laughs> it up, man. <laughs> I was looking at another part of the article. Good time hanging, though, learning about bricks. And overall, what good it means to me is just achieving good plant health. And uh, yeah. If you are growing with synthetics, don't forget, you can always just, you know, dabble a little in, throw some worm in there. Right there, you have turned into Synganic and with some worm castings. Just, uh, yeah. I was going to say, just because I feel like I need to mention it, uh, Bricks is not a super, like, finite, give you a ton of detail about what's going on in the plant. It's a good, just general indicator of uh, plant health in it. There are other uh, techniques you can use to get much more granular views at what's going on inside the plant and inside the sap. They can, I mean, you have to pay a little bit for it, but uh, sap analysis of a plant. And this is something that like big, uh, large-scale commercial growth, where it's people coming up from over from agriculture that are doing these things. They have an agronomist mixing up nutrients for them based off of the sap analysis they, that right. they do or leaf tissue analysis of it. So those are like a little bit further down the scale of figuring out more what's going on inside of the plant so you can dial things in even further. Because if uh, bricks, for some reason... Uh, doesn't interest you or it's not as d detailed as you would like to get in terms of things, then you can go one step further and those sap and tissue analyses are pretty cool. But I got some final thoughts with regards to what you said about organics. <laughs> I have final yes. thoughts. Scotty, remember Jerry? Jerry's final thoughts. Uh, you can remember what I was saying about the strawberries. You can find yeah. super hybrid strawberries. They're just done well. They're done by a great grower. Probably someone that didn't have to push out a harvest. Think about strawberries. Oh, the Walmart truck is coming, man. Yep, they're ready. You know, you you can you don't have to do that when you're growing. So that uh, I don't. Know, I just think that you can achieve great bricks with synthetics as well as organics, or I should say, synganics as well. You just really have to have things dialed in. So I don't want to make an exclusive organics thing. Hi, bricks. I feel you. I feel you. 
Uh, that's my style, man. Synganic. I need to still need a t-shirt, a Synganic t-shirt. Yeah, so, Synganic and CrossFit. <laughs> I like it. Ucros.com, guys. Check out the guides over there. And uh, we'll have some grow talk coming back at you and get back on, I won't say a regular schedule. We've been having fun breaking and doing a, a few features, such as we did, if you didn't check it out yet, we did one of these on cloning. That was fairly in-depth. Uh, I know it's in the DGC guides as well. But yep. other than that, Scotty, I'm, I'm, that's all I got. My notes are full. I'm, uh, I'm ready to say peace out, man. You good? We don't have any full shout outs. Oh, we don't have any shout outs. I shout out to Chad Westport. What a Perfect. badass. Perfect. Thank you so much for all the, uh, all the great content creation out there. Right on, guys. Take it easy. Stay higher until we're coming back at you. Peace out. All right. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Take a little break That means we're lighting up a tube It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads Natural medicine, go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it out of Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing